All right, all you investors out there, it's time for another podcast session of the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner, and we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can quit your job with real estate and how rental properties can bring you in passive income that brings basically monthly cash flow money coming into your pocket every single month so that you don't have to work. You have your properties work for you. And I help you learn how to build a business around this so that you can live the life of your dreams. Just this last couple months ago, I took my family on a six-week trip around Europe. We went from England, Scotland, Ireland, down to Israel, then Austria, Germany, France, uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, uh, Switzerland. It was just a fantastic trip of just going everywhere because we love to travel. How would you like it if your life was freed of a job? Now, that's what we do is we talk all about real estate. Now, today, I know that a lot of people are looking at how they can get into their first property. Now, a good way to get in your first property is something called house hacking. I have no idea who coined that term, but the term is house hacking. And all it really comes down to is that you buy a property, you live in one portion of the property, and then you rent out the other And in that time, you're going to be making passive income because your tenants are paying your mortgage for you. And so today, I'm going to show you how you can house hack your way into a rental property business and change your life forever. All right, let's get in there and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now before we get into house hacking, I want to tell you a little story how I almost got swindled out of thousands of dollars. Now, if you have ever heard of the term Ponzi scheme, well, it started a long time ago with the gentleman named Ponzi. And basically the way it works out is somebody or a group of people, they basically tell others that if you invest your money with me, I will take your money and then I will give you a great return on that money. That'd be like me telling you, hey, you come and give me $50,000 or $100,000, and I will make sure that you get a minimum of 20% return on your money every single year. So I will keep turning your money over and over to you. And so they promise a return. They promise a really high return, better than the stock market. Well, that happened back, I think, like 70, 80 years ago, um, a gentleman named Ponzi. But since then, it's been happening a lot, many, many times over. You see... Bernie Madoff, he had a Ponzi scheme. People gave him money. He promised them returns, but he gave the returns to the people that they were investing with him by new people that signed up. So that's how it basically works. He takes money in from one person and then pays them with the next person that invests with their money. And in the meantime, he's just spending and living on that money. And the only way a Ponzi scheme actually works is if the person keeps getting more investors. So the more investors come in, the more money comes in, and the more money he's able to pay out to the previous investors, and the cycle just keeps going and going. Well, I almost jumped into a Ponzi scheme. The way it worked out was back in Cal- when I lived in California, 
there was an investor out in LA and I was in Fresno, California. Well, he had a branch in Fresno and in Fresno, he basically had a branch where they would take in money and then guarantee, I think it was like 15 or 18% return. He was basically buying notes, um, loans from like American Express or other credit card companies and giving a good return. Now, I was told from the very beginning that this company was reputable and he was buying notes and getting a good return. But what happened was those notes dried up, but he kept running the business and kept living on the business. I don't know if that's true or not. But anyways, a good friend of mine said, hey, you should check out this um, investment. He had, I want to say like 50 or or $100,000 in there and he was getting a good return. And I thought, well, you know, I bought some rental properties. We're making a decent money. I think at the time, I think I had something like eight or nine properties. And I took $10,000 of my money I wrote a check out and I was literally driving to the Fresno branch where I was going to pay my $10,000 to hopefully get an 18% return. And within the next six months, I'd probably have at least, out of my 10 grand, I'd probably have at least maybe $1,000 back or $1,500 back. So I was projected to make a ton of money. And I started thinking, well, everybody tells me that I should diversify that I shouldn't have all my eggs in one basket, like I should have stocks, I should have real estate, I should have mutual funds, bonds, I should and own gold, which I'm not saying don't own gold or don't own any of those things, but I'm saying that I've been told from financial planners, financial advisors, who, by the way, are not living the life that I'm currently living now, They're, they just basically have a job and try to tell you how to handle your money. So I digress and go off on a tangent, but... Um, what happened was I started thinking I needed to diversify. I need to have businesses. I need to have rental properties. I need to have stocks. I need to have mutual funds, bonds. And then I might go ahead and invest in these notes, which I could get a good return. So if you can imagine me, I just had two, uh, my wife just had her sec our second child. So we had two kids. I still was working a full-time job and I had, I think six, seven, eight properties. I can't really remember at the time how many I had. And I actually even had a retail establishment that was open, you know, from 7 a.m. Till, till 10 p.m. So I was working a ton. I was trying to do everything I can to live a life that I'm currently living now where I can travel the world, didn't have to have a job, had money coming in without even working, all that sort of stuff. So imagine me with my $10,000 and I didn't have a whole ton of money. I said I could either use this to buy a house or I can diversify. And I thought, well, I'm told I should diversify. So let me go and diversify. So I'm literally driving to the brokerage where they receive the money and that's, you know, all the business transactions go through. And I had the check already made out. I'm driving to the, to the office. I pull up and I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is going to be a good thing. I'm taking our $10,000. I don't have any money, more money to invest. I got to save more money to invest more and buy another property but I'm going to diversify. So I walk in the doors and I see as I walk into this brokerage that it seems like there's a bunch of chaos going on and I'm not no I don't know what's going on. It just seemed kind of a little hectic. And I walk up to the the front counter where normally a, a lady's sitting there, a secretary sitting there, but there was nobody there. So I wait for a minute and then I I kind of knock and I try to get somebody's attention. Well, the secretary comes out of the back a little disheveled or distraught, not like, you know, she was in a fight or anything, but she was preoccupied with other things on her mind. She basically comes out and this is what she says. All right, Mr. Heiner, I, I see that you have the check, but I was just told by the Fresno broker that we are to no longer accept any more money 
from any investor, big or small, don't accept any more money. And I thought, oh, wow, I wonder what's going on there. And she said, yeah, sorry, maybe maybe in a week or two weeks, something might work out. But right now, we're literally not accepting any more money. So I turn and walk away feeling like, oh, man, you know, what happened? I just, okay, well, I guess they don't want my money. I almost got offended and said and walked away. And as I'm walking away, I look at my life and thinking, well, I can still invest this in rental properties. I can still buy another property and continue to make passive income that way. Now, what happened was, and I found out the next day or maybe like later that afternoon. Um, so I called up my friend. I said, hey, they didn't take my money. What's the deal? Why, why didn't they take the money? And he said, well, it turns out the main guy that started the company down in L.A. killed himself last night. And he killed himself because the FBI was on him. The All the law enforcement was on him. They were, the IRS was on him. Everybody was figuring out that he was running a Ponzi scheme. Where And he was telling me, my friend was telling me that in the beginning, it actually was working out really well. They were actually turning over, making a profit. But those notes that they were buying dried up. And now they don't have any money coming in from from the notes that they're buying. And so it's just turned into a Ponzi scheme. And so I'm looking at my $10,000 thinking, if I went an hour earlier, two hours, or the day before, they could have cashed that money and I never would have saw a penny back. And the next day it would have been just gone because I was trusting somebody else to invest my money. And I was thinking, I was looking at diversifying in something that I didn't really know. I was just gonna trust somebody else And looking back now, I was so blessed that I didn't actually put my money in there because everybody who put their money in, I think they got, um, if any, which means a lot of people didn't get any money back, but if any, they got like 1% to 2% of what they actually invested. I mean, they had, uh, my friend had, like I said, 150000 or hundred to maybe $150,000 or something like that in there. His dad had like a couple million dollars in there. So all of it was wiped out. Everything was seized by the FBI. It was really, really rough on my, 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 uh, my friend and his dad. And so for me, I'm looking at, man, why don't I just continue to invest in the things that I know and stick with that because I know it's working. And that got me thinking of a guy named Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett basically said, oh, he's a big stock person. If you don't know Warren Buffett, he's a big stock person who is, he owns Berkshire Hathaway. He's a, one of the most wealthiest men in the world. And he invests in stocks. And he said, diversification is only for people who don't know what they're doing. And that really struck me because I was making money hand over fist with my real estate and I was willing to turn my money over to somebody else that I was hopefully trusting that they would actually take my money and do it well, do well with it and give me a good return on it. Well, it turns out they weren't going to because it was a Ponzi scheme. Now I'm thinking, why would I diversify if I know my business, it's working so well that I'm really close to quitting my job and then I don't have any control over my money. I'm relying on somebody else like this and something like that could bad can really, really happen. So what I wanted to do today was to show you how you don't have to worry and learn about another business or you don't have to rely on somebody else to do the job for you. You don't have to rely on anybody other than yourself. If you listen to my last podcast session, podcast session number 15, if you want to go to the show notes, it's masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 015. 
I talk all about the turnkey rental properties and how, in my opinion, you should not do turnkey rental properties because it's really not that hard to have your own rental property business and build it up from the ground up and you know exactly every single thing about that business and you're not relying on somebody else to make sure that your business is ran right, that it's actually created right, and you're not going to get stiffed out of your money. The last thing you want is your hard-earned money to get flushed down the toilet because some crook steals it. So that moves us into the next thought of house hacking. Now this is basically what house hacking is. House hacking is buying a property. It could be a single family home. It could be a duplex, a threeplex or a fourplex. It could be, you know, you buy a house and you rent out one room to a friend. Um, it could be buying a duplex and renting out one side of the house of the duplex to somebody else. I mean, you don't know. It's basically getting a place for yourself to live in and then renting out a portion of that, pr- that place or that property to somebody else. Somebody you know, somebody you don't know. Because when you're investing in real estate, my suggestion, the best way to start is Number one, don't have any credit card debt, any consumer debt that's not actually making you money. I'm all for leverage. I'm all for debt on properties and things that actually make you money. Like I borrow $100,000 to buy a house, but that $100,000 is paid for by the tenant and I earn a minimum of $250 a month in passive income that comes in my pocket every single month. So I'm all for getting leverage and getting mortgages and getting notes on things that make me money. But Here's what I'm thinking. If you have credit card debt, get that paid off because nothing worse than just dumping money down the drain of thousands and thousands of dollars in credit card debt that is going to be eating up all your income. Now, as you're knocking away that credit card debt, what I suggest is looking into getting a home. Instead of living in a rental property where you're paying somebody like me rent every single month, you're paying off my, if you were one of my tenants, you're paying off my mortgage. You're putting money in my pocket and you're doing all the work and I just sit back and collect money. Now, after you take care of your credit card debt or as you're working through your credit card debt, I would suggest to buy a house to buy a house so you're not renting, and that money is gonna be going in your pocket. All the equity, all the appreciation, the tax benefits, all of that will come into your pocket and be yours rather than somebody else's. Now, if you're going to do that, basically buying a house for yourself, why not get a huge step up and buy a duplex or buy a triplex or buy a fourplex? Now, people might say, well, I'd be kind of scared getting a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex. Maybe, you know, buy a house that has a basement that I could rent out the basement or something like that. And here's basically what it comes down to. You put in the same amount of work buying a single family home as you would a fourplex or a triplex or a duplex. It's the same amount of work, except in the end, you have a more substantial property as opposed to a single family home. Now, here's a great thing about fourplexes or triplexes or duplexes. You have built-in income coming into your pocket, but the company that you're going to be borrowing money from, whatever bank, credit union, or or wherever, when you're borrowing, if you get a four-unit or below, or a fourplex or below, you know, four, three, two, or one-unit um, property. It's looked out as a residential loan. So if you buy a fourplex, it's a residential loan. So you get a 30-year fixed, you get the lowest interest rates, you get so many benefits as you would normally as just a single family home. 
but you have three other units and you have them paying off your mortgage for you. Now, I'm going to suggest to my kids, so I have a 10, an 8, a 7, and a 5-year-old, and all of them, I'm going to suggest to them, when they are getting ready to buy their own house, buy a fourplex. Go in and work your tail off, get a good savings amount so that you can put a down payment. Buy a fourplex, because once you buy a fourplex, you rent out the other three, you live in that one rent-free, mortgage-free, and they put money in your pocket every single month. So I'm going to suggest for you, if you're getting started into investing in real estate, look at buying a fourplex. Now, if you already have a home of your own and you're living in it, that's even better. Because what I would do is I would buy a fourplex, move into that fourplex, rent out your current home, then you have a total of four units that are rented, and you're living in one. Now, if you may not want to live in that fourplex for, for the rest of your life. So wait till you get the eight to 10 months or whatever the, the period is that the bank wants you to live in the house, which is usually about a year, I believe. Um, and then get out of that, buy another house. So you have four rental units, you're buying another one. And then you have the fifth one because you moved out of that fourth unit in that fourplex. Now you have that fourplex that's bringing in all that money. You have your original house that's bringing in all that money. And then you can buy another house that you can live in or better yet, buy another fourplex. So you can have a total of nine units. Anyways, it just can continue to grow and grow and grow. So I've already told you a few benefits. Let's go into a few more benefits of house hacking. Another great reason to actually house hack is you get better financing terms as an owner occupied at the, rather than an investor. You get better interest rates. You get better points or fees and costs. You actually get better terms, longer terms, 30-year notes. And so you are able to get better financing and pay less in interest than you would if you're an investor. Now, you also have smaller down payments. Now, it's still a residential home. And if you wanted to, if you have, if you're a veteran, you can get a VA loan. Those VA loans, you could put 0% down. If you uh, want to buy with an FHA loan, the Federal Housing Administration loan, you can also do that and put 3.5% down. So you have much less of a down payment because it's still a residential property. Now, with that residential property, you can get four units with 3.5% down. How amazing would that be? Another great benefit is you start investing you actually get your money working for you and you start learning all the ins and outs of property management, of investing in real estate, finding properties, all these sort of things that, you know, even working with tenants, if you want to do that. I personally hire property managers, so I don't have to work with tenants. But all that to say, you can learn how to invest in real estate because you already have a built-in property. Or if you have a fourplex, you have three properties you can get rented out. Also, once you have all those three other units rented, it'll be so much easier for you to buy the next property. And in creating that business, you will have a rental property business. You're not going to be so concerned about buying a property and getting it rented. Now, I look at all my 30 plus properties as inventory. I don't look at them as, oh man, I'm so emotionally attached to this property. No, it'd be like a pack of gum that I'm selling in a store. It's inventory that I have. Now, obviously, it's a much grander pack of gum that I'm selling or renting out to somebody. You know, you don't really rent gum, but <laughs> anyways, all that to say, 
I look at all of my properties as inventory. Now, this one that you're going to be buying as a fourplex, you might want to buy one that's that's pretty decent or that you can fix up to be really nice so you can live in there. But when you move out, it's another piece of your inventory for your rental property business. The hardest thing for every investor, and I say every investor, is buying that first property. For me, it was really, really tough buying the first property. But once I bought that first property, every single one after that came like a snowball. It was so much easier. It's like climbing Everest in order to get the first property. And then once you're coming down, everyone else is like a little hill compared to Everest. Once you get that first property, you get a taste of that rental income. Another benefit is that all the tenants that move into your property, they are actually going to be paying off your mortgage for you. So you can actually live in a house rent-free, mortgage-free, and then even on top of that, put money in your pocket. Let me give you an example. You buy a $200,000 fourplex, and with that fourplex, you actually rent out three of them. Your income would probably be close to maybe $2,000 a month, while your mortgage on that is only going to be about $800. And taxes, insurance, that's going to be, you know, moving up to like $1,200. Let's say at max, you're about $1,300 that you are going to be paying out of pocket if you live there by yourself. But you have three other units that are bringing in rent, and then every bit on top of that expense is going into your pocket. So if you can rent it for $2,000, your expenses are $1,300. That's $700 going in your pocket. You're basically getting paid to live there. Now, obviously, these are rough, rough numbers. Um, if you need help with analyzing numbers, come talk to me. I have a coaching program that you can go to my site at the very top, click on the coaching button, and I will coach you how to actually do this so you know you're going to be making money every time. Okay, so on top of making money, the tenant is actually paying off your mortgage. All of your tenants are paying off your mortgage. So over time, if you put down, if you get a VA loan, it's a 0% down, you literally are not putting any of your money into the property. Somebody else is buying that property for you. If you have an FHA loan, you put 3.5% down. Well, if it's $200,000, 3.5% is only $7,000. Well, $193,000, the rest of the principal is being paid by the tenant. Isn't that fantastic? Now, one thought comes up is if you get an FHA loan at 3.5% down payment, you're going to be paying the PMI or the private mortgage insurance. That's no problem. After a year, refinance that property after you fix it up, after you painted it, got tenants in there, so you made the property worth more, refinance it pull some money out, get 80%, get rid of the PMI, and then now you have a lower mortgage payment and you have more money coming in your pocket. The last thing that I can see, and there's there's plenty more, but the last thing I want to go over is when you're ready to move out into a new property, you have a built-in property that you will be able to rent out. You'll have a fourplex that has four tenants in there paying your mortgage and making you money. It's a great way to start investing in real estate because you're buying it for you to live in as well as others. House hacking is a great way to get started investing in real estate. Now let's talk a little bit about the numbers and how you make sure that you're going to be making money every single month from the property. Now, you're going to be able to know your mortgage payment beforehand. And that's with calling a mortgage broker, calling your bank, a credit union, and tell them, hey, I'm buying this house or I would like to buy this house for $200,000. Can you pre-qualify me? Well, they're going to give you the interest rates. They're going to say, if you borrow $200,000, this is how much your payment's going to be. So you're already going to know how much your mortgage is. 
Then you need to understand how much the taxes are, which is super simple to figure out how much the taxes are. All you need to do is talk to a realtor or go to Zillow.com and you'll be able to find how much the taxes are. Include that in there. And then call up an insurance agent. Call the insurance agent and you can actually say, this is the property. How much will the insurance be per year? And you divide that by 12 and that's how much your monthly payments are. On my website, I have a passive income calculator that you will be able to input all these numbers in. It actually gives you itemized list. So you just walk through. If you're going to have an expense like lawn care, then make sure that's in there. Um, so you go through, put in your income, put in your mortgage, put in your expenses, and then it'll give you the number of how much money you're going to be making every single month. It'll even include things like vacancy factor, basically how much of the time out of the entire year it'll be vacant. It'll add in anything that you put in there. It and it'll pop out the total number. So you don't have to actually run the numbers yourself, you know, actually with a piece of paper. I have my calculator. Go to masterpassiveincome forward slash resources, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash resources, and you'll find my rental property calculator. So you can know for sure that you're going to be making money every single month. Oh, one more great thing that I remembered about house hacking that are, that's really great because a lot of people may think, well, I don't want to live next to tenants that are bad. Well, a great thing is, you're going to be selecting the tenants. You can make sure you actually get people in there that you either like to be with or you know, or you, it really feels really well that they're going to take care of your property. They're not going to be, you know, somebody that's going to be destroying your property. Let's say you don't want college students in there because they drink and party or it's assumed that they drink and party and they might damage your place. Well, don't select them. So you're able to pick the people that you're living next to and you're able to hand pick who's going to be staying in your property to, and those are the people that are going to be taking care of your property. So there's so many great benefits to house hacking and I encourage you to think about that for your next purchase of your next property. I encourage you to think about that as you look into starting investing in real estate. And now let me give you some creative ways to house hack because I'm encouraging you to buy a fourplex, but not everybody can do that. Maybe a, a duplex, which is probably the most common way that people do house hack or they buy a single family home that has a basement that they can remodel and put a separate entrance in that they can rent out the bottom basement. And it's there's so many great ways. So let's start. Obviously, one is a duplex, like I told you. But before that, there's a single family home. If you have a single family home that has a basement or you have an upper area that has stairs that go up to the top level and people can enter and exit through that, you can wall it off so that the upper level is where somebody can stay. So you can even just get a single family home, rent out a portion of that home so that other people are paying your mortgage. Now duplexes, that's where it's either a top and bottom where the duplex is there's one unit on the top and one unit on the bottom, or it can be a side-by-side -side duplex. My personal opinion and a tip I'm gonna give you, I tend to stay away from the top and bottom duplexes, and there's many different reasons why. Um, the biggest one is that it's gonna be about the same amount of money as a duplex that's side-to-side, -side, and nobody likes to live with somebody on top of them, and it's hard to get one of them rented. It's just much better to buy a duplex that's side-by-side. -side. I would just wait for a better deal. Even if the duplex looks great, but it's a top and bottom, it's just much harder to rent. So a quick tip for you. Now the duplexes, 
you can have one side rented and you live on the other side. So you have, let's say you buy a house for $150,000. Well, the mortgage and taxes and everything is going to be about $800, $900 a month. Well, you could probably rent out one side $4,000. And that $1,000 rent pays for the entire mortgage. And you're living rent-free. You can be even making $25 or $50 a month where you're getting paid to actually live there. Wouldn't that be awesome? Now, the next one will be a triplex. If you have a triplex, which is three units, you have two units that are rented out to somebody else and you have one unit where you live in. So, you know, obviously same type of thinking with duplexes. Now, a couple other ideas. Let's say you have a spare bedroom. You have a single family home that has a spare bedroom and you want to rent it out to people like um, college students or if there's a medical school that's close that people have to go on rotations or the, the students have to go on rotations and they come in and out for like a month or two months at a time. You can even do Airbnb. Airbnb is a great way to get people in there paying for a room. Basically, get creative on how you can use your property or a future property to rent out to somebody else and make money from your property. Think about how one room or your basement or your attic, there is always going to be somebody that would want to rent a portion of your house or your attic or your basement or your duplex next door. So look at these creative ways in order to get this house hacking thing going so you can start a rental property business. Now, a great thing is once you buy this first one, you get a taste of rental properties and you get a taste of how passive income just works hugely in your favor. Then it's so much easier to buy your next one. Now, a question I get all the time is, how am I actually going to pay for? Like, how am I going to get a mortgage? How am I going to get funding for these properties? Is there some place, <laughs> I actually get people ask, is there somebody that just can give me money so I can work with them? And I've never owned a property before, but aren't there places where investors just like to give money out? And I'm like, no, not really. Investors want to make sure they get their money back. They want to make sure they get a good return. They also want to make sure that they're working with somebody that has experience. So what I would suggest is, you can go look for hard money. You can look for private investors. But with the fourplex, a triplex, or a duplex, or a single-family home, it's so much easier to talk to local banks like credit unions, talk to Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, all those big companies. But even, and here's a tip that I want to give you. Go into Google, Bing, or whatever search engine you're going to use and type in mortgage broker in whatever state. So if you're in Kentucky, you're going to type in mortgage broker Kentucky because your mortgage brokers are going to be statewide. They're going to be licensed for the entire state and they're going to have many different options, many different banks that they can go and look at what type of mortgages they offer and they sell you. They basically are a reseller for mortgages. And so I would talk to mortgage brokers in the state so I can get the best rate, the best deal, the best points, and all that sort of stuff. And I know many of you are going to want to learn more about how to get funds for your purchases. I have my podcast. Actually, it's my second podcast that I put out. Masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 002 is the show notes. And I have it on there. You can go listen to my second episode, 002, where I talk all about funding your real estate rental property business and how you can get funds in order to get your business going. Now, I as I talked about a little bit earlier, if you get an FHA loan, you're going to have to pay the PMI, the private mortgage insurance. Now, the PMI is something you can get out of after you have 80% equity in your property. But here's the way to get around that really quickly and easily. You get your property, you make sure your numbers work with the PMI, and then within a year later, you refinance the property, pull your money out, and you get rid of the PMI, and then your mortgage payment goes lower. 
Now, here's another huge tip I'm going to give you, and it's actually my podcast session number six. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 006, where I talk all about the BRRRR method. It's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and then repeat. Very, very simple process. You buy the property, you fix it up, you rehab it, you get it where it can be rented. Then you find tenants, you put them in there. Then you refinance the property and you can even, I've pulled money out. Like basically I've refinanced a property in this process. I've refinanced a property, pulled out like $40,000 more than I owed and bought more properties with that. So buy rehab, then you rent the property, then you refinance, and then you repeat that entire process all over again, and you buy more properties. It's a fantastic way to grow your business very, very quickly. Leverage is one of the best ways to grow your business, and you can easily do that with the BRRRR method. It's a great technique, and actually, that's the very first way I bought my very first property. Back in 2006, I bought my first property with cash because I didn't know anything about leverage and business and everything. I didn't know how to do it. So I just bought a property with cash. It was like $17,000. It was one of those cheap houses way back in the back East. But I bought a cheap house and then refinanced it, pulled the money back out and then bought another property. Then I refinanced that one, pulled the money out and bought a next, or no, actually I bought two properties. So I had four properties with two notes on it. Anyways, go listen to uh, my session number six, where I talk all about the BRRR method so that you can get started and then grow your business very quickly after that. But the big thing is it's going to get rid of that PMI, the extra 100 $150 that's going out of your pocket for the private mortgage insurance. That's a great thing to do is refinance to get rid of that. Now, let me give you some steps on how you can actually get this process going to buy your first property. Now, again, I always, I, I'm more of a financial person that talks about being wealthy, not being rich. You want to be wealthy so that you can live the life that you want. At least this is my own personal um, belief that I was so blessed to be able to take my family on a six-week trip to Europe. And the year before, this year, last year, I took my family on a six-week trip to Japan. I went on a two-week trip to Texas, drove in all around the um, southern half of, of America. And I, I we'd go on travel. Like in just a month, I'm going to go to Alaska for a week-long hunting and fishing trip. I just love to travel, love to do things. And Here's what I want to do is I want to help you to become wealthy so you have more time, you have more life to spend, more control, and more money. Now, again, like I said in the beginning, I'm going to encourage you to get rid of your credit card debt, all of that consumer debt that is just eating up your money with interest. Get rid of all that. And at the same time, you're going to start looking for a property. You're going to start building a business because you need to get your financial house in order, but then you also have to get your business in order. Now, the first step after you get the credit card, start getting that knocked out, is commit to the idea of buying a duplex, buying a triplex or fourplex. If you can, wholeheartedly go to jump right into a fourplex. Like I said, it's just as much work buying a fourplex as it is a single family home. So buy a fourplex, you're gonna be so much more happier doing that. And you're gonna be able to pick the tenants that you live next to, or you basically the people are gonna be living in your property. You're gonna have them pay your mortgage. You're gonna be making money. So many great things that I already went through. So commit to looking for properties. Now, 
On top of that, you also need to know the area. So I would personally call many realtors, get two or three realtors looking for a duplex, a triplex or a fourplex for you. Have them start finding good properties in good areas and looking for deals. I usually have at least four or five realtors working for me at any given time when I'm looking for properties. I even have wholesalers looking for properties for me. In fact, just today I got an email. There was a duplex. It was an up and down duplex, which like I said, I'm not a big fan of. Just got an email from them today that for $23,000, there's a duplex. They say it's rented for $1,100. Not sure. You know, I haven't done my due diligence to make sure it's actually going to be a good moneymaker um, if everything's lining up. But $23,000 for $1,100 a month in rent. If everything penciled out, that's a great, great deal. All that to say, you want to have many people looking for deals for you because if you get your name out there that you're an investor that you're buying, people want to sell homes. Realtors want to sell homes. Wholesalers want to sell homes. They want to sell them to you. So you need to get out there, start talking to people, get on the phone, start emailing, start texting people, get people in there looking for properties for you so you can buy one. The next step would be you want to, while you're looking for properties and getting your business set up, you want to call up a mortgage broker, like I told you. Get a mortgage broker getting you pre-qualified for a certain dollar amount. You know what a duplex or a fourplex is going to go for. Maybe it's going to go for 300000 250000 whatever it might be. Tell them beforehand, I'm going to buy a fourplex and this is how much I want to spend. Can you pre-qualify me so that when I do have a property, I can put in my offer and bring a proof of funds showing them that I'm ready and able to buy the property. So start working on your finances as well. On top of that, you need to start looking in your area. Whatever area you're going to be living in, and whatever type of property you're going to buy, duplex, triplex, or fourplex, start studying your market. Start studying everything about where you're going to be investing. You want to, on top of getting rid of the credit card debt, looking for other people like realtors, wholesalers, looking for properties for you, getting a financing set up. You also want to be looking yourself because you won't know what a good deal is until you actually look at the market understand the market and know what a good deal is. Just like if you're going to go out and buy a car, let's say some some general car that you like, and you go on the market, you think $20,000 is a good price. Well, it turns out maybe that car for that year and that mileage, a good price is like $16,000. Well, you wouldn't know that until you actually looked at the market. Same thing. Look at the market. Make sure that you understand everything about that market so that when a good deal comes, hey, that's a great deal. I'm jumping on it. And you also have everything, all those other steps built up. Also, you want to look at building your business. And if you need to hire a property manager, get a property manager that's going to be overseeing the property. Now, here's another tip I'm going to give you. Make sure that all of your numbers work. Even if you're going to be managing the property yourself, make sure it works that you are adding in the property manager expense beforehand. Because the last thing you want is, oh man, I'm moving out and I'm moving out of state. And I still want to keep it and I need to hire a property manager. Oh man, I didn't pad in or I didn't make sure that my property manager expense was already in there. From the very beginning, make sure you put a property manager expense. And that could be something as easy as 10% of the rent coming out of your pocket every single month going to a property manager, which is a normal going rate for a property manager. So I'm going to encourage you to start with the idea that you will eventually have a property manager, even if you are doing it yourself. Now, lastly, what I really want you to do is move forward. Don't stop. Don't just think this is a great idea. I actually want you to get out there and start looking for properties and commit 
make sure that you are going to follow through. If it's a goal that you need to make for yourself, then make a goal. If you need an accountability buddy that's going to be holding you accountable to buying that first property, then absolutely do it. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Do it now because in 10 years from now, you're going to look back and say, man, my life is so much better because of all my rental properties. I look back now with all my 30 plus properties that I have all over the, all over the country. And because I realize how blessed I am to have this life and have this real estate business, I want to help you out. And this is why I have my podcast and my blog and my courses and everything. I want to encourage you to actually get your life changed because, man, nobody should be working a job. That's my opinion. Nobody should be working a job. You should be working for yourself. Stop working for somebody else and start working for yourself. Now, is house hacking for you? I'm going to say if you are ever going to buy a house and if you have any desire to start real estate investing, yes, 100%. Don't stop the idea of investing. And this is the best way to buy your first property. All right, guys, and everything. If you are interested in learning more, I have my free course that I really want you to get. It's masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And in that free course, I'm going to get you started learning about passive income, learning about real estate, how to find right tenants, how to buy the properties, right? All that sort of stuff in my free course. On top of that, you'll be in my newsletter. And in my newsletter, I give content that you would not see on the podcast or in my blogs or anywhere else. This is content that's strictly as a benefit for people who are on my newsletter. So go ahead and sign up there, get your free course and get out there and start investing. And if you would, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It helps get the word out to everybody else and helps them to learn how to invest in real estate. All right, guys, you get out there, start investing. Don't let fear stop you. Get out there and get your life changed with rental passive income. All right, guys. See you next time. Take care of yourselves. Get out there. Start investing.